everyone this is triple play fantasy your football show getting ready for the nfc west divisional previews we will be right back after our intro Like I said, this is Triple Boy Fantasy. I'm your host, Zach, at Ev Tupa Batman. I am joined today by Brad at Sir Brad Lee K, Joe Pepe at JPEP20, and Doc at Trip Play Fantasy. We've covered the first three divisions of the NFC. Go check those out on our YouTube channel. We've got a lot of great content in there. Hit the like button, subscribe, all that fun stuff. If you have any questions during the show, please drop a comment on Twitter, or not Twitter, on youtube because twitter does not let us see the comments uh facebook works too if you're over the age of 40 to 45 we appreciate it so thank you all for tuning in we're gonna get right into it with the nfc west so doc uh obviously you have to talk about the 49ers because they are your team um they won the division last year so we'll start with them yeah so it's gonna be interesting the 49ers like they're the runner-up in the nfc and it would have been a different game not gonna say win or lose would have been a different game if they had a healthy quarterback. It would have been different. Wait, wait, wait. Get Joe in here for a sec. Nope, nope, nope. Would not really have been that different. Regardless, regardless of win or lose outcome, can you agree the game is different? I mean, I still would have won. So I don't know how different it would have been. But it would have. There might have been lead changes. It could have been an injury there. It could have been a closer game where you have to script differently. We see the Eagles under pressure. You can't say it's a blowout like it was. I don't know, everybody. Every everybody else was a blowout for us, so I, I don't see why why you guys would have been any different with a quarterback who played like eight games and finally would have faced a good defense because that entire streak really wasn't that hard for him. If I it, I still would have been on Broad Street because I'm not a Brock Purdy. I'm not a huge Brock Purdy stand. What else did you want him to do? Play a team that's a little bit better than some of the teams he played. But he does, that's not in his control. Oh, I know. I know. It's nothing in his control. I'm not mad at him for it. I'm just saying that it would have came back down to earth and it would have been over when we had like 52 sacks. Right. In so one 2022 game. was awesome. Let's talk about 2023. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when you get an Eagles fan and a 49ers fan talking NFC North. So, Doc, tell me what's coming for 2023. I wish I could tell you at the quarterback position. When you look at <laughs> fantasy pros, Trey Lance is QB 31. Sam Darnold is QB 36, and Brock Purdy is QB 25. And we don't know who is starting week one. If if all said and done, I, I would take Darnold if I have to draft any 49ers quarterback this year. We don't know if Purdy is going to really? be healthy. We don't know if Purdy is going to be healthy to start the season. And with Trey Lance, he's coming off his own injury, and the 49ers might trade him. And I'm saying take Sam Darnold because he's the lowest valued one at pick 271. That's interesting. I can't I can't really disagree with you. Uh, you're more in the weeds on the 49ers than I am, but um I in my personal rankings, I have Trey Lance higher than all of them just because of the upside and how they drafted him. But you know, in fairness, you're completely right. He's been they a trade rumors. They didn't give Sam Darnold four million dollars guaranteed 
to be a third string the entire season. Whether Lance and Purdy aren't healthy, I think Sam Darnold has an outside chance to be a week one starter. Outside oh, chance. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, staying, I'm, I'm staying away from the quarterback position. A player I'm fading on the offense outside of that is Debo Samuel right now. Wide receiver 16, ADP of 56. He's a guy that his 2021 season, I mean, 1405 receiving yards and another 365 rushing, 14 total touchdowns. That's his ceiling, but I think he's a better real-life player than fantasy. Last season, 56 catches, 632 yards, two touchdowns, and only three touchdowns rushing, so five total. Once again, I I think he's a better real-life player. Wide receiver 16 is very rich to me. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, the rookie I like, and it's going to be an unpopular opinion, Jake Moody. Ooh. I mean, you guys drafted him super high for no reason, so I mean, why we, not? Wait, what do you mean good. no reason? Robbie Gold is I could go kick you a field goal. Draft me in the sixth. <laughs> I mean, hey, Joe, put a video of you kicking a 45-yarder, and I'll retract listen, that statement. We already see him <laughs> kicking an exercise ball, and he can't even get it 10 feet. So listen, let's, not worry, I, let's not waste our time on a 45-yarder. I'm going to put an exercise ball in front of all three of you. We're going live. I'm going to put you in a gym. We're going live, <laughs> and you're all trying it. And then you're all going to understand how hard that shot is. Yeah, I'm not saying I could do better. Um, but I, I think the 49ers, they score a lot of points. They are someone that they're a team that rely more heavily on the kicker. Jake Moody went 60 of 60 on PATs last year. He has a strong leg. He had 10 field goals from 40 and over last year. And a sleeper I like for the team is Jordan Mason. He's a guy I touted last offseason. And you can check our, our YouTube video. But basically, I don't trust Elijah Mitchell from a durability <laughs> perspective. And we saw some great games out of Jordan Mason, four for 64, and he got tackled outside or uh, inside the one-yard line against the Seahawks, two for 13 and a touchdown against the Raiders week 16, eight for 28 week 17 against the Cardinals. Now, they didn't use him against the Eagles because they were essentially killed, but he's somebody. Christian Caffrey gets hurt or it's a change of pace back. I'm liking the value can get on Jordan Mason. I a hot take I have is that he outscores Eli Mitchell this year. Wow. All right. I like it. I'm, so I'm gonna be red. real sad in best ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Brad, so you have the, the surprise of 2022. Nobody expected Seattle to do anything, and they were actually a very solid team. So <laughs> what do you think of them this year for 2023? They were, yeah. I expect them to be better as a whole this year. Um, So from a fantasy standpoint, I'll look at the QB first. Um, Geno Smith is my QB 12 on the year, and that may be kind of low after his breakout season last year. He threw for 4,300 yards, 30 touchdowns, and led the league in completion percentage, which is no small feat. Um, It's it's hard to call, you know, such a, a thorough, great season a fluke, but it was a contract year. And I don't really expect him to repeat that performance, mainly because I think they're going to be a better team this year, which leads to more running and less opportunities to throw. Um, I think they'll be ahead a lot more this year. So at my QB 12 ranking, I think a high-end QB 2 tier is about right for him. You'll feel comfortable filling in your roster with him as a mid to late round selection, but you're not going to go reaching for for Geno Smith. Um, I'd say as my sleeper this year, I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Um, 
year. He's essentially overlooked every year despite performing year in and year out. He's taken a bit of a hit in the offseason rankings because people are excited about their new rookie wide receiver out of Ohio State. Um, but it doesn't really matter who the QB is. Lockett has always stayed the wide receiver, too, behind DK Metcalf, and I don't think that's ever going to change. Um, and most importantly, he just got married, so as one of the most famous professional athlete virgins, he's going to be a completely changed man this year. We can't. We had to factor that in. Um, and then lastly, or I guess uh, for our most overrated, we're going to go with Noah Fant. I kind of just have to put somebody there. Um, I don't necessarily think he's overrated, but if I had to put someone there, it's Noah Fant. Um, at the end of the day, Fant's one of the – he's not one of the coveted tight ends in, the, in fantasy, and he's not game planned for. Um, Disley is his number two, so he's always good for an unexpected, you know, two-touchdown performance game out of nowhere. Um, you never know who's going to be the man, Disley or, or Fant. So um, he's someone you should let fall to, fall to you and not reach for. And then lastly – um, for my exciting rookie, I'm going to go with uh, Jackson Smith and Jigma. Um, he's a six footer out of Ohio State. He's not a speed demon. He runs a four six forty yard dash, and he's not a huge catch radius guy. Um, he's simply a beautiful and smooth route runner, much like Tyler Lockett. To have a player who's able to play on the outside and in the slot, I imagine he'll be used a lot as a possession receiver, and his role will grow over time. Um, and his 2020, 20, or sorry, his 2021 season at OSU, he had 95 catches, 1,600 yards with nine touchdowns. So he's got the potential to make Seattle one of the best wide receiving cores in the league. Um, I don't think he's going to be there yet, but towards the end of the season, I think we'll see you know, what this, what this wide receiving core can really look like. Do you guys want to know a hot take? Always from you. Well, first oh, of all, boy. Brad – I, I looked, Geno Smith led the lead, or was eighth in pass attempts last year, which is kind of wild. It but is. But I think Tyler Lockett retires after this year. And I Whoa. think the Seahawks I think the Seahawks knew that, which is why they take JSN. He's only 31. Listen, I'm I mean, just finding out he was a virgin. So I mean well, yeah, famously. still caught in the back. Oh my gosh, yeah. I can't <laughs> but but Tyler Lockett, like if you've looked at like videos, he gets down, like he he avoids hits. He's really into real estate. He seems like a really smart guy. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes when people are like, you know, when I, I want to play X amount of years or I want to play till I'm this age, yeah. Tyler Lockett seems like that guy that's okay retiring young. I hear that. I hear that. I, I just had never considered it. That's the first time I'm hearing of it. But, yeah, you make a good point. He's well-rounded. He's got a lot of other career aspirations other than football. He's made so, yeah. good money in the NFL, too. Yeah, yes, yes. And he's taking a lot but- of hits, too. He's not the yeah, biggest guy in the world. For redraft, he's still I always underrated. Yeah, oh, and he's oh. the best. He's the best player in best ball that you could possibly get all the time in that category. So it's a great point. Yeah, awesome. And I you know, fun fact things. before you move on though, Zach. Fun yeah. fun fact. I was reading something where Kobe Parkinson gets more targets than Noah Fant in the red zone last year. There you go. I'm yeah, glad so. you, had that you brought that up. He was the headliner of the uh, Russell Wilson trade from a player perspective. God, I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Drew Locke, just because he makes me laugh. He makes me laugh. Seattle, so. Seattle getting rid of Danger, danger Russ. Yeah, probably was yeah. the headline. Uh, but that, that brought me up to a great segue for my uh, my dad joke is, uh, you, you ready, Joe? Oh, boy. <laughs> Noah fantasy points. So. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, going back on, I'm going on mute. Well done, Zach. Well done. Well done. That was a great dad joke. I approve. Thank you. Uh, Have you been but, taking uh, host lessons from David? 
I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I've been studying all of, all of the game film. Uh, <laughs> going back in the archives. But we will uh, move on real quick before we get to the Rams. I just want to shout out Underdog Fantasy. We got about six weeks left of the Underdog Fantasy season. Great way to prep for your redraft leagues is to do some some underdog fantasy it's better than mock drafts because you're putting some cash on the line and we will help you get an extra hundred up to a hundred dollars we'll match it uh, if you use promo code triple t-r-i-p-l-e so get in there now before it's too late and have some fun drafting and hopefully make some money and with that we will get over to the la rams just a couple of years ago they won a super bowl they said f those picks and now they are selling everybody um, away because they they got nobody but there's still some fantasy uh gold i think that people are sleeping on qb situation is really easy it's matthew stafford obviously the clear starter it's just a matter of whether he can stay healthy or not consensus adp has him at qb 20 so basically you can get him at the end of your draft and i actually think he's a sneaky good late pick uh there is injury risk but if we're going to assume that he is healthy i mean we've seen him put up plenty of points and you can literally draft him for free at the end of your draft. For the fantasy sleeper, he is not an actual true sleeper when we talk about sleepers, but there's not a lot to go with on the team. So I'm going to go with Cam Akers. He's the RB21 at pick 64. I just feel like he's being slept on um, due to his Achilles injury uh, about a year and a half, two years ago now. Brian Drake at Drake Fantasy on Twitter just tweeted this out today. Some great stats for Akers. So Akers was number two in the NFL on a percentage of team carries inside the five-yard line at 88.9%. Granted, they probably didn't have a ton of carries inside the five last year. That offense was not good, um, but at least we know that he's the goal line back. And then from weeks 13 to 18, so that last six weeks to finish the season, he had the fifth best yards per game for running backs, 85.3 yards. He was number one in missed tackles force with 31, and he had the fourth highest uh, points per game for PPR with 17.9 for running backs. So we ended the season strong. I feel like a lot of people are kind of sleeping on him just because they're afraid of those injuries. And they prob- he probably did them dirty a year or two ago. So I like Cam Makers at his value. Overvalue player, there is none on the Rams because they don't have any other players. You, do you think you Cooper Cup overvalue. is overvalued at all? Oh, not at all. If you want to take him as wide receiver one, you go for it. I wouldn't take him as wide receiver one, but I would not argue with anybody that wants him. I mean, we he was the wide receiver one in points per game last year. Um, so... We, we can't assume injury. It, there's always that risk for any player, um, but I think he still has it. Yeah, you, I mean, you can't assume injury, but and I know Allen Robinson wasn't good last year, so I'm not saying he was, but this is probably nope. the worst. <laughs> this is probably the worst Rams team in recent memory. And like is- Stafford, now we have to worry about the accuracy of Stafford getting him the ball. I'm fading Cup everywhere. I, I got you him. fade him. I got him ranked as my number two wide receiver yeah. overall, and I think a bad Rams team is all the more reason to have Cooper Cup. Bad defense. Keep throwing the ball. Well, that's the thing with Matthew Stafford, too. He switches every year. He goes from really good fantasy to really bad, really good, really bad, really good, really bad. And he was really bad last season, obviously. This man's got talent. He still has the arm. We all knew he had an injury, and he was still peppering the hell out of Cooper Cup. So there's nobody else to throw to. Who are you going to throw to? Tutu Atwell? He's this big. Yeah, but but can't you use that on the flip side of teams? They're going to take away Cooper Cup and let somebody else beat them. It's one of those. Can you take away Cooper Cup because he's that good at what he does? I, exactly. I don't know. I don't know if you can. 
Zach, I, so, you, uh... this, this was the issue with Amon Ross St. Brown for me, where I was like, oh, they could just take him away. But the dude's just too good at running routes, so he keeps getting open. And the same thing here. I do think you can take someone away if you completely want to. You can take Terrace Marshall away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you take Joel and beat away from Philly. Uh, Zach, I wish you oh, would. <laughs> let's answer uh, NBA Riggs' question here. How would you rank them? Sure. So we're talking about uh, Tannehill, Stafford, Gino, and Purdy, and we're assuming all four are starting. So I'm assuming this is for a redraft as I would draft them. I'm going to go with Gino, Purdy, Stafford, Tannehill in that order. Um, but Ooh, Tannehill man. and Stafford, you could flip-flop, but they don't throw it enough. We just talked about how I don't think the Rams are going to be good on defense. I think Stafford's just be throwing the ball all over the place, which leads me to my rookie um, as well as Puka Nakua. Everyone's talking about him, and by everyone, I mean everyone on Twitter, so most of you have no idea who I'm talking about. But Pukunakua is the rookie 6'2", plays faster than he actually tests. His, his numbers aren't great from a speed perspective, but he's very productive in college, 83% breakout age, and you probably don't need to draft him. Keep an eye on him. Let's see how he does in, throughout the season with his uh, route running, his targets. If you see that starting to trend up, then you go ahead and grab him waivers, uh, get him when you can get him for free. Um, but I'm I'm keeping an eye on Pukunakua, but I don't recommend actually drafting him unless we're in a, a deep deep league. Yeah, I like him. He's got, he's got a lot of talent though. I like him, but I just don't want him to be really popular because I don't want to try to keep saying his name. <laughs> <laughs> he's so fun to say, Pukunakua. So with that, uh, Joe, finish us. Of, of peoples whose names it's hard to pronounce. <laughs> him at wide receiver, Alberto at tight end. No, I'm not even trying that one. I'm not doing Chig either. Is there a Bonaconda? Yeah. No, yeah, he's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I got them all. I'm like, oh, do who's, I say the who's name? Who's our quarterback? We need to figure this out. I'll think of one while Joe's telling me about the Cardinals, who is the uh, the dumpster diver of the NFC <laughs> West. I, I mean, I would hope they're trying to lose, but no one else really tries to. No one tries to pull a, a 76ers in the NFL. But tell me, yeah. tell me what's going to happen with the Cardinals. Well, I, first off, I just want to say that the show sheet here says Josh is telling you about it. So I don't, you know, I don't know who, who the hell Josh is, but I got it. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not touching this quarterback situation. I, I've wrote so many articles about why Kyler Murray, even if he does play, isn't worth it because he's not going to be the Kyler Murray of before. He's not going to be the mobile running around quarterback. He's just lost the hop. They're going to slow this offense down too. One, if Kyler Murray does come back, you want to protect them. Two, their defense is atrocious. And how do you hide a bad defense? You run the ball and you slow the game down. So Kyler Murray's not going to have those crazy, what is it, 17 points a game he's averaged his entire time in the NFL. I don't see that if he does play. And if he doesn't, I don't want Colt McCoy and I don't want Clayton Toon unless I'm in a super flex and I'm absolutely dying to have a second or third quarterback on my team. And at that point, just give me whoever's starting, but I'm not drafting any of these guys. The only person I'm super excited about, and I guess you, like, like you said with Cam Akers, I don't know if this counts as a sleeper, but James Conner, I just went over it. The defense is atrocious. They're going to slow this game down. There are no other running backs on this depth chart, and the quarterback is going to be either Colt McCoy or Clayton Toon. The Arizona Cardinals are getting a defensive-minded quarterback. He's going to take that ball. He's going to run it 20 times a game. He's going to try to win these games like 17 to 14 and get out of there. But like you said, they're basically the Sixers from the past 
for the NFL. They're trusting the process so right now. Have a friendly bet on uh, James Conner. Always. What, what's the bet? Oh, I, you know, well, his season prop line is six seventy-five and a half. He, Over. So he had he had one hundred eighty-three rushing attempts last year. <laughs> he only had nine that went for ten yards or more. He is a plodster. Over. I don't like plodsters. I'm, I'm over. with you on the over. <laughs> over. He's a, he's, a, he's a plodster, but he's going to get 25 to 30 carries yeah. a game. Who are you giving that ball to? There's to nobody carries. else there. There's nobody games, else there. He had two games with 20 or more carries last year. There, But that that's with like a, a Kyler Murray, yeah. air raid offense, DeAndre Hopkins. Like None of that's there now. Now it is going to be slow ground and pound and they're going to try to win these games low because they can't go into shootouts with people they just don't have that ability and i wrote an overvalue player to rondell Moore, but he stinks oh go ahead Zach. they're going to try to lose the games but keep exactly it close. that's that's what they need to do because they have this pick and the texans picks next year they're aiming for like a marvin harrison jr and maybe a quarterback or somebody else depending on where they land i will say i will say don't sleep on on uh, clayton tune there those Houston quarterbacks that throw for like 8,000 yards a season, you never know. Yeah, I mean, I just don't want any part of the offense in the passing game version right. of it. So it's not really much on Clayton Tune. Like, yeah, I'll use him if I have to. But like like I said, the overvalued player is Rondell Moore. He's tiny. He's going to possibly be like a fourth, fifth option, depending on Trey McBride. And you still have Hollywood Brown. You have James Conner. Again, slow, slow, slow offense. And I guess if I have a slow to offense a for a slow running back, listen, if he's getting 20 carries, though, I'm taking it. I'm taking it, especially if the line's in the 600s. That's wild to me. That's that's way too low for me. And especially where you can get James Conner as your second running back and you know he's getting you volume. Volume is king for running backs. Just give me that all day long. And fantasy sleeper, I guess, is Clayton Tune, but I really don't think he gets the job. Colt McCoy's been there too long. I'd be such a disservice to him. There's no loyalty in that play. I don't think that happens. He'll play at some point. He just won't start the season. 18 touchdowns you. two years ago, eight last year. Never had a thousand rushing yards. Who else is touching I'm not this? dropping if, this, by the way. Listen, if it's Clayton Toon and Colt McCoy, are you going out and saying you're throwing the ball 35 to 40 times? No, they're getting, shut, they're getting shut out or scoring like three points every game. It's not like they're going to score they're, 20 points. They're not, listen, they're not throwing the ball. The, honestly, Josh Johnson in the NFC Championship game is better than those two options. I would take him over these guys. You, I would take Eli Mitchell over him. Who was going to be the backup? Christian McCaffrey at that point in that game. Take him over these quarterbacks because these quarterbacks are atrocious. Colt McCoy is way past his prime, and there wasn't really a prime. And Clayton Toon is a possibility, but I don't see it happening. Well, they want to tank. It's a new yeah, coach and a new GM. Exactly. That's why they're not going to play. What's the easiest way year? to tank? You run the ball three downs, and then you punt it. And you use James Conner because there's nobody else there. Exactly. They're so, going to run him three times, but he's going to get like three carries for eight yards, and then they punt it. <laughs> and they uh, just my, do that over and over we, and over. We need a new segment <laughs> of Joe and Doc argue about the most like <laughs> not, real stupid like, players, yeah, the most unimportant players in fantasy football, and we'll spend five minutes every show on <laughs> on who, we'll do like an after show of who are they going to argue. About I actually really like that idea. Yeah, Let, let's play some bad stuff. Who's all right? So next week. Listeners, if you guys watch this, whenever you watch it, we're going to do whenever the next episode comes out, it'll be the AFC East. Go ahead and submit the two names you think 
that Joe and Doc are going to argue about, and they have to be players that really don't matter, that no one is actually hoping they have to draft to win them a, a fantasy league. So you got Patriots that is wide challenge. receivers. Yeah, I, I, I can't even get with any Patriots wide receivers. Yeah. So. It doesn't have to be a Patriots. We have the whole AFC East, <laughs> so get creative. And speaking of the AFC East, I wanted to finish this up real quick with the tough names. It's Tua Tungavaloa at QB. That is how you pronounce his name, but so many people do not pronounce it correctly. So he's the easy one-on-one at QB for, for the tough name. So I had to finish that one up. I thought of uh, Shane, Shane Zilstra as our th- – <clears throat> we're running three tight end sets. We're running the <laughs> yeah. ball every play. <laughs> like the Cardinals will this season. Yes. With, with, that's with why you draft James Conner. <laughs> James well, Conner gets overworked and injured in week three, unfortunately. They don't need him Jeez. next year. He has a potential out. So run him to death this year and move on. Oh, my God. Right. Perfect, Joe. Like that, let's move on. All right, that's the end of our show. For the two people that are still watching, we appreciate you staying on uh, for Joe and Doc just not letting go with James Conner. <laughs> um, but seriously, please submit your guests for the AFC East. It's going to be great. I would I would love to see someone get it right. None of us know who it's going to be. They don't even know who it's going to be. So thank you all again. Please tune in. If you are still watching, we appreciate it. Um, If you already tuned out, come back again, watch the replay. Uh, Make sure you hit like, subscribe. Uh, The guys are putting out so much great content. It's Triple Play Fantasy. We got you covered with baseball, basketball, and football. So have a great one, guys. Hang in there. Good luck. And um, I guess go James Conner. Is that that who we're rooting for? Maybe Terrace Marshall. Cole no. I mean, we, we've talked about a lot of tra- a lot of trash. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>